Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door, episode 10, I believe. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're here today to talk to you about working with altars. So Veronica, why would we work with an altar? Or actually, let's start with, what is an altar? It's a really good question, Emily. (laughs) An altar... (laughs) an altar is what what i consider an altar is is a kind of focal point and it's usually has um items special sacred items and it's a focal point uh for your spiritual work um yeah i like that what what do you think an altar is Well, I like the language that you use there about talking about a focal point for your spiritual work, because when I think about an altar, I, I, that's not the language I would use, but that is the concept that I think about. So, um, Mm. I guess the language I would use would be, it's creating a sacred space where you can concentrate your spiritual work. Um, so kind of the same thing, just different, different words. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with altars is that you can have more than one and you can use them for different things or in different ways. Um, I know we talked a little so, bit about this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was I was going to ask you, like, um, what different ways are you talking about? Well, I mean, if you're thinking... What are thinking, some different ways? Sure. If you're thinking about creating... Uh, a space where you're going to, it's going to be like you said, your focal point for your workings. Um, you might have altars for different things. So maybe you have an outdoor, outdoor mm-hmm. altar where um, you go outside to do, I don't know, maybe some plant magic or nature magic, or just to have a meditation spot outside um, or connect with the earth in that way. And maybe you have uh, an ancestor altar where you have images or um, items from people in your lineage that you go, you go to that spot and um, ask for guidance from them or just honor them or think about them or, you know, it's that type of space. Um, some people, one of the more traditional things when you look at like Wiccan religion basic, uh, versus just pagan or earth-based religion is that often um, there's a very specific way you set up your altar and you include all these items to represent the elements. And then you also make sure that you have like the chalice and the blade for the masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, And you would go to that altar for any magical work that you're trying to create. But I believe you can make altars. You can make an altar in your shower if you wanted to, you know, you can make altars (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) I think there's a book that's called little altars everywhere. Oh, is there? That's yeah. a great name for a book. Yeah. Little Altars Everywhere. Yeah. It's a good book. I read it a long time ago. Now I want to look it up. Um, I don't think it's actually about altars. I'm pretty sure it's actually a novel, but anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> what I mean, what do you think about altars? What do you use altars for, Veronica? I definitely have several. Um, I have a daily altar that is, you know, what I'm working with right now. So it might have a rune stone or a tarot card. There's usually crystals on it. Um, uh, definitely my sage and, you know, just the everyday stuff that I would use um, for prayer work or meditation or like um, when I do my yoga in the morning, I actually have a travel altar with me. So that's another kind of altar is a travel altar because it goes with you wherever you mm -hmm. um, take it. Um, so I have a little, like I bring, I bring, you know, a little travel altar into my bedroom recently right now just because we're sequestered and I'm trying to find some space to myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and I also have a, I have an outdoor altar that has a statue of the mother Mary. And mm -hmm. then I, and I, and I offer, I do offerings out, outside to her and to the goddess. Mm -hmm. And of course, oh, go ahead. Oh, my ancestor altar, which is uh -huh. my biggest Mm -hmm. um, I have a whole wall of all my ancestors. Well, not all of them because I have a lot more pictures. And then I have a place to burn a candle and some uh, sage. Mm -hmm. I'm what curious were you going to say? I was curious about your travel altar and about um, how, like, how big is your travel altar? It's a little small <laughs> the box that you made, Emily. <laughs> that oh. you could describe to people. The box that you made, it's a travel altar that you made for me as a gift. <laughs> right. I and I just it, bring that into my room. <laughs> yeah. I called it the witch on the go box. Um, yeah. And I don't remember how big it is. I don't remember how big the one you had was, but what like, um, maybe it's like very small, maybe make six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a travel altar I keep in my purse and it's made out of an Altoids tin. Yeah. But the Altoid tin has a Ouija board on the front of it. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, you can you can make them. Like you can take an Altoid tin. I've done this, and I've put felt on it, or you can decorate mm -hmm. it, and and then you know, little crystal in there, a little piece of um, resin or something you want to burn. Um, what else would you put in there, Emily? Um, I like to have, I do like to represent the, the elements in my altars. So like mm -hmm. my travel altar has, um, Palo Santo and a candle and a little piece of silk that uh, I can lay out as the altar. So it's very lightweight and small. I can fold it up really small, but it opens up to a nice little size. And then, um, I have an acorn for earth and a shell for water uh, the candle is fire and I have a feather for air. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I keep a pendulum in there as well. Mm. Oh, you know. pendulum. Yeah. yeah. I want to add that. That's great. Yeah. If you have questions on the go, you're like, exactly. You know, <laughs> Hold on. Let me just whip out my pendulum really quick and ask. Right. Should I do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Turn right, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> what direction do I go? I'm lost. Yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's truly practical magic. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's everyday magic. Uh, but yes, so, altars are... Go ahead. 
I was just going to ask you, why, why do we have altars? Like, why would we even make an altar? Like, what is the whole point to that? Well, I think my opinion on that is that uh, it's a way to concentrate our energy and to create a sacred space that we can go to that's sort of within our mundane reality, but outside of it simultaneously. It's like a corner of magic within the mundane. Um, it's some sacred within your day-to-day -day life that's just there, you know, that you can create it and you can change it and, um, and work with it at will, right? So if, like you were saying, you have a daily altar. So if there's something that you're working on personally, that would be the place that you would put that, um, that those daily workings. Whereas um, maybe you have another altar that like your ancestor altar that's specifically focused for your ancestors and the work that you're doing with them or the honoring that you're doing for them. So really it's just about creating a sacred space that where you can really have more concentrated energy. Um, it's like a container for your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that container. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely feel like it, it is, it's like, it's, it's as we begin, you know, if you start, if you're starting to create sacred space, the first thing I think about is putting, put, putting an altar together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, it's bringing in or calling in the things that you're wanting to, to, to create. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I feel like it definitely is like creating a sacred, sacred space right away, calling on intention, and also a place like, especially if it's in your home, it really changes the energy. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, people come in, it's a focal point. It can be, it can be, it doesn't have to be. Um, but it, it definitely shifts the energy. Like, I mean, just with crystals right there, mm -hmm. boom, like shifts the energy. Totally. I was thinking about uh, somebody that I used to know who had in their waiting room, it was a, it was like a therapy and wellness office. And in their waiting room, they had one corner that was all a, a big altar and they would shift it every season. So it was like, you know, they'd have like their fall altar and their spring altar and summer and winter. And anyway, it was, um, it was definitely a focal point in that room, but it also encouraged people to kind of step up and uh, just take a moment, take a pause to step into that moment, that time, that season. Um, mm -hmm. or when I went and got my last tattoo, um, the tattoo artist who was incredible, um, shout out to Valkyrie tattoo in Pengrove. Anyway, Jen, who owns the studio and did this amazing tattoo for me, uh, she has a big like community altar that is set up, uh, in the, in kind of the waiting area, the hangout area when you're waiting for your turn. And she has, uh, a couple tarot decks. That are sitting there as well and I think maybe one's an oracle one's a tarot but there's you can go up and sage yourself um, you can go up and choose a card and it's just it's kind of a sweet meditative spot to like stop and take a pause um, before you go and and get work done so yeah you can utilize altars in all kinds of ways and in all kinds of spaces yeah, there. I mean, I, I love the community altar aspect. Um, 
because it is, it's calling on a whole bunch, like everybody is, you know, adding to it and adding their energy to it. And, Mm -hmm. and the seasonal piece, I I remember when my daughter was little, we went to a a Waldorf school and um, that's a huge thing for them is they would have, I don't think they called them altars. Maybe they did, but they had definitely their, their, their seasonal um, altar. It's like that would change. Mm-hmm. And I like to do that. I mean, I think that's really important to keep it moving, like the energy moving and shifting. And I think in a different podcast, we talked about making sure that you keep it fresh, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. so that, yeah, so that you're, you're actually using it and it's being used instead of, I definitely have had altars where I'm like, oh yeah, that hasn't been tended to. And, mm-hmm. I, and then I don't use it, you know? Um, right. Or time to clean it, you know? Yeah. Uh, when I was just, when you said community altar, it sparked that image. So here um, in, in Northern California, we have Sonoma State beaches. And one of our beaches out here actually has a labyrinth up on the bluff. And the labyrinth has an altar that has been created in the middle. So it's been there for 30 plus years. And uh, it's tended, I'm not even sure who it, by, who it tends to it but somebody cares for it. And a lot of ritual has happened out at that labyrinth. And you can see where people have left offerings over the years, um, either in memory of people or, you know, because they're working on something in their own life personally. And you can see how they've left rocks or jewelry or shells or, you know, all kinds of things, letters all along the pathway in the labyrinth. But when you get to the center of the labyrinth, there is this altar that is basically made up of all these offerings people have left for, you know, three decades. And it's just this altar that is piled on top of each other. So even though the labyrinth might get tended to, this altar is just this collection, this collaboration, this sort of um, compost of energy that has been you know, piled atop each other, which, which I think is really juicy and beautiful. Um, but it's this idea of co-creating an energy or co-creating a sacred space. And I think altars can be used in that way as well. Yeah. I mean, in our group, you know, yeah. there's seven, I think seven of us now and um, just, you know, if there's maybe only three one night or seven one night or uh, you know, whatever the number is, the, the more, the more energy that's being put behind that altar. We've had some amazing altars that mm-hmm. we've created that just really adds. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a foundation, mm-hmm. you know, for doing whatever spiritual work that you're doing. And, and that labyrinth is, wow, it's powerful. Like yes. you walk that labyrinth and you can feel, I mean, you see all these offerings, some, some are written, you know, and some are, you know, just objects and you can just feel all, all of these people, um, what they're, you know, whatever they're going through that they're, they're pouring that out and they're offering that to the earth or whoever they're offering it to. Um, and then you stand in the center and that just feels like this crazy vortex. Cause it's like the all, like a ton of offerings and they're even piled up on top yeah. of each other and some like in decomposing and like some plastic and, and, you know, you know, that has a significance, you know, there's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It is the, really, you know, what we can create. 
Well, and like you were saying, you know, within our group, often that's the focal point or the centerpiece of whatever work we're doing. So whatever our intention is for the evening, someone will say, hey, here's our intention, whoever's leading the night, bring items on the, for the altar that represent this intention to you. And it's, it's really cool because you can have one, one central intention, but it speaks to people in different ways. And so they're going to bring things that speak to them in different ways. And, and you're drawing in, it's almost like creating a quilt, right? It's the, or a tapestry. Mm -hmm. It's all these different threads that people are bringing in. So it's kind of amazing that you can do this in a collaborative way, but you can also create altars just on your own for your own personal work or maybe your family work or you and your roommate or whatever it might be. Um, you know, you can use altars in a, such a wide variety of ways and create them in a wide variety of ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, go ahead I was gonna say if I were to tell someone if I were to encourage somebody to make an altar for themselves I might ask them to choose an intention for what they would want you know is this your daily space where you come each day to create a practice for yourself or is this going to be something that you're like a certain spell or um, manifestation that you're currently working on and use that intention as the foundation for whatever it is you choose to build, create. And an altar can be as simple as taking a candle and lighting it mm -hmm. and sitting with that candle and having an intention with that. I mean, that's, that's just the most simplistic possible thing you could do. Um, and yet it has yeah. so much energy. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be this huge, you know, geode crystal with you know <laughs> actually my my chiropractor has one of the like the altar is like set up and there's this geode crystal and there's i mean it's it's amazing and it doesn't have to be like this huge ornate um you know thing really mm -hmm. i i feel like it has to just speak to you and you have to be able, it has to be usable that for mm -hmm. me, that's how it feels. Like it has to be able to be usable. Otherwise it just collects dust and it's just items. Right. You know, right. You know, that, it, a, a crystal can just be a hunk of rock. Like, mm -hmm. um, they're also beautiful, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to, you want to keep it fresh and you want to keep it cleansed and, um, the energy moving and yeah. Um, I just, some of the one, an altar that we've done in our group that I guess I'm considering it an altar cause it is an altar and that is, um, uh, not a labyrinth, a mandala. Uh, thank you. Mandala. <laughs> yeah. We've done, an, I'm pretty sure it's the fall equinox, isn't mm -hmm. it, Emily? Yeah. Where we, we all bring things that represent the harvest and it's all things that have to be, um, you know, compostable into the earth. So people will bring apples and, you know, all different kinds of plants and seeds and all. And then we create this beautiful mandala, you know, it's like a, a wheel pretty much mm -hmm. looks like, um, of, of our intention being like of, of the harvest of what we're going to harvest right now of what we've worked towards, um, 
and then place those items sacredly. And that, I remember that just being a whole ritual, just yeah. creating the altar of the mandala. Yes. Yeah. It, and yeah, and really beautiful, that co-creation, both energetically and visually is really beautiful. Um, I also want to just speak to people who might be like me, who do not have that visual, that ability to create a visual aesthetic. Like <laughs> I always get this plan in my mind of what something's going to look like. And then when I do it, it actually tends to look more like a preschooler did it. Um, <laughs> Like, so, like that clay, that clay pot that I saw in your office. And I was like, did one of your kids make this? Like, seriously, she had a clay pot in her office. And I'm like, oh, did one of your kids make this? And she's like, no, I no, I made that. I made that. Yeah. Basically that is how my altars turn out. Um, so, <laughs> so when I go to create something, it either ends up being like really sparse and it doesn't quite go together. Or sometimes I get a little over exuberant and there's like so many things that um, it is overwhelming. It looks, it looks kind of cluttered, um, like the desk I'm looking at right now. So I guess I'm a little bit of a cluttery person at times. Um, but that being said, it's really about what speaks to you. So, you know, when, when my creation of an altar might not visually turn out the way I anticipated it to or had wanted it to, the items that I chose, I chose for a reason, and they still bring their energy to that or if it's too cluttered or overwhelming, you know, there's a reason that I picked all of those things. So sometimes I might stop and thin it out and think, what do I really need to focus my intention on here? Or, you know, I might keep all the items and just be like, the heck with it. I love the energy and juicy, thick stew that I've created <laughs> on this altar, you know? Um, so it's, you know, it's great if you're one of those people who has the ability to um, manifest an altar in a beautiful way. But if you are not, and you're more like me and it doesn't matter, you still get the magic. Well, that's, that's really nice and forgiving. Cause it's true. <laughs> like some of us, <laughs> so some of us don't have that. Like I'm a twin and I feel like my twin sucked that out of the womb. Like I, I don't have that. I'm like, I'll place a, you know, a couple crystals and, you know, just be like, what is speaking to me, you know? Um, or yeah, it definitely is. I'm not a decorator and I don't have that sense of like, oh, artistry in that way. Um, I think that doesn't even really matter. Like you said, it's intention. Like, yes. yeah. You know, I mean, if your intention is I'm, you know, I, this crystal is, you know, opening up my throat chakra or it's, you know, whatever that is, that's a perfect crystal. Right. <laughs> It's so funny. I'm sitting here cracking up because I'm thinking about, we have a woman in our, our circle who is um, amazing at creating just beautiful mm -hmm. things. Yeah, and I know you know who I'm yeah. talking about, Veronica. I do, but, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she just has this gift and she can take items and just place them in this way where you're like, what? How does that even look like that? Mm. And I get like altar envy for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to own it because uh, I want to be like a beautiful magical witch but you know i don't really roll like that so i'm more of a practical <laughs> functional witch <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you there <laughs> anyway the point is whatever gift you have in the world just roll with mm -hmm. it like you don't you don't have to make this perfect you have to make it functional and intentional for you nice yeah. beautiful 
Thanks. I love altars. Me too. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm, I, right now, actually, as we talk, I'm inspired to clear my clutter of crystals that I have on my altar, but it's also the full moon coming up soon. So I'm yes. like, oh, they need cleansing. Like yeah. they feel he- heavy and kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Like they just, don't, they're not holding it right anymore. So I'm like, yeah, that needs to be cleared off. You know, totally. and I also have a picture of my sister and that was really, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how many weeks ago I put it on my altar, but that was really up for me was my grief around my sister. So I had my sister on that altar, but now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not in that space right now. I can take that picture down and, and, you know, put something else or nothing at all or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's transitional. It changes mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. it's evolutionary. That's a better word. That is so true. That is, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's transforming. And you want your altar to transform as you're transforming. And then it's real. Then it's yes. I, like, otherwise it's just sitting there and it's just, like I said, things like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. So this was fun. This is fun. So I guess <laughs> what I would say is if you've listened this far in the podcast, what do you want to make an altar out of? What intention do you want to set and how do you want to create that space for yourself? And then I would encourage you to just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just do it Um, because it's something that is ever evolving and you can continue to work with. And it is a way to bring everyday magic into your space, your, you know, your, your home space or workspace or car or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> it's easy. It's it's easy. You can go anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Emily. That was fun. It was fun. I like uh, seeing your seeing your face. Yeah. So for those of you <laughs> listening, we are um, still in shelter in place mode around here due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so Veronica and I are recording this via zoom. And so it's kind of cool because we normally see each other at least once a week in person and we can't do that now, but thank you for technology. <laughs> Next, yeah. Somehow. Exactly. So we can <laughs> see each other. So you can't see us out there, but you can hear us and we appreciate you joining in and listening in as we talk altars and creating that sacred space for yourself. So until next time, uh, take good care and blessed be. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.